this is the Ag Queen Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. This podcast explores the agriculture industry with the movers and shakers of those shaping it. Today, Dave Carter joins me for discussion. He is the executive director of the National Bison Association. Dave, good to get caught up with you and what's going on with the association. Let's start off by talking about how the markets are doing and how things are doing with processing capacity post-COVID. Well, we're starting to see some things, you know, recover as we move forward, as the, particularly as the restaurants begin to reopen this summer and people started to get back in there. Boy, did we really see an uptick in the demand for those higher-end cuts, those strips, the ribeyes, the tenderloins that, you know, we had really been building up on us when there was the shutdown in the food service. So that's good, and that's really helping our market move forward. And, of course, there's some uncertainty now with the new variants popping up, but we feel confident that the restaurants will be able to stay open, and that's, you know, very encouraging. I think the biggest question mark or cloud hanging over our business, as well as the rest of probably the livestock sector, is the impact of the drought that's hitting. Uh, Particularly when you go north of us, Lori, I think where we're at, I think compared to what some other folks are going through, we're pretty lucky. And you get up in the Dakotas and Montana and those areas where it's just extreme drought. If you draw a circle where about 40% of the commercial bison are produced in the U.S., that's the bullseye of where those D3 and D4 drought conditions are. And so I think that has a lot of people concerned about the short-term impact. As we move into the fall, we're going to have a lot of animals hit the market. Finally, on the long-term side, though, as we come through COVID, we're very optimistic that when you take a look at some of the ways that consumer behavior has changed over the last 18 months or so, there's a lot of consumer trends that are lining up very well for our business. People concerned about diet and health, concerned about what they eat and how it affects the environment, um, wanting to know where their food comes from. You know, those are all things that line up very well for the bison business. Dave, I always find it interesting to talk about consumer habits. One of the things I found interesting, Lori, was the Food Marketing Institute about three months ago just did a study of shopper behavior. And because of all the disruption that's happened in the you know big centralized meat processing system and the like, they asked the question to consumers, when it comes to my health, I trust. And, of course, family, doctors, and friends came in as the top three, but right underneath it was farmers and ranchers. And I thought that that was very encouraging, that customers look to farmers and ranchers as a trusted source of good quality food. And for us in the bison business, we want to capitalize on that. Dave, what else is the National Bison Association working on? Well, one of the things that, you know, because of the disruption we've had through COVID and what it meant to the lack of processing capacity and those type of things, the backlog of animals that we've had, fortunately, the USDA announced a few months back that they were going to purchase up to $17 million of bison meat to use in federal nutrition programs, and they issued a request for bids for $10 million of that. So our processors are working right now to line up and you know, see what we can supply. So that's got our attention. And then we're also working right now knowing that there's this $500 million that's going to come down the pipeline for infrastructure for small and very small processing plants to help existing ones improve and modernize and expand and also to develop some new ones. We're going to be at the table and have our comments heard. And then finally, we're 
going to be taking a small delegation, probably not as large as we have in years past, but taking a small delegation of our folks back to Washington, D.C. next month to sit down not only with lawmakers, but folks at USDA and the Department of Interior and make sure that we're, they continue to work with us to build our business. What kinds of questions are you asking folks? What kind of questions? That's a good question, Lori. You know, when it comes to the policymakers, what we're working on with them is um, how can we continue to work together? We know that the bison business is not the largest constituency at USDA, but we have been so encouraged over the last 20 years that the support that we get from the folks within the department. And now with, you know, the change in administration and new political appointees coming in, you know, our priority is to make sure that we have a smooth transition and continue to work on things. We've already gotten a commitment from Secretary Vilsack and Trade Ambassador Tai to continue working on eliminating the, I call it, oppressive tariff that is imposed on bison meat exported to the European Union, and also to open up markets in Japan, Taiwan, and Korea. Markets that were closed after the BSE incident, you know, 17, 18 years ago, and were never reopened for bison. And so that's what we're working on with our friends at the Foreign Egg Service, on Agricultural Marketing Service. We're working with them to continue to expand the, the market reports that they have for bison and to make sure that we're part of any of the regional food hub and farmers market promotion program funding that they have available. With NEFA, the National Institute for Food and Agriculture, which handles most of the research dollars, we want to make sure that they understand the value of the new Center of Excellence for Bison Studies that has just been in operation now for about a year and is funding projects to improve herd health and product quality and how we can work with NEFA, and also how we can access some of the resources through NEFA. So, you know, every meeting is a different set of questions or concerns when we go back there. You know, Dave, I'm curious, in the beef sector, there is just so much and has been for a long time rhetoric on country of origin labeling and just labeling of the product in general and where it comes from. Is there any of that kind of struggle going on in the bison industry with regard to the packing side? Well, we have sort of a different perspective in the bison business, and it's primarily because when it comes to country of origin, 99.5% of of the bison in the world that comes into the marketplace is either the United States or Canada. And I know our friends in the beef business, you know, they're always wrestling with product coming in from Australia and New Zealand and Uruguay and, you know, wherever. And then with it being processed in the U.S., it could be imported and processed in the U.S. and stamped as a product or processed in the USA, and, and I know that's being addressed, and, and I think that that's great. For us in the bison business, we are such a small business that we really have a lot more cross-border cooperation going on and trying to work together to build the market throughout North America. So we don't see each other as competitors uh, as much as we do as working together. And I think for our processors, you know, we would love to have, uh, I think everybody would feel comfortable saying product of North America or product of of U.S. and Canada, because we do rely on Canadian supply in many cases to give us the critical mass that we need to even get into the marketplace. All right, Dave, any other projects or initiatives you want to mention here before we conclude our interview? No, we're just uh, moving forward and, and trying to make sure that as we start thinking about the roundups this fall, 
that we've got good, strong markets for our producers. That That's our priority. So we'll continue plugging on that. Dave, thank you so much for joining me for the informational interview here today. Dave Carter, Executive Director of the National Bison Association, my guest. For more information on the National Bison Association, visit them on their website at bisoncentral.com. This is the Ag Queen Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. Mm-hmm.